Can artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data analysis really help your trucking business? HTT's Leadership Insights Podcast has the answer. On this episode, I'll be speaking with Hashim Bose, the Chief Data and AI Officer at Omnitrax. That conversation begins right after this. This episode is sponsored by Omnitrax. Data keeps the rubber on the road. Ensure better customer service, more engaged back office teams and drivers, and faster flowing revenue streams by giving your teams real-time access to a single source of truth and data and analytics solutions powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning. See how Omnitrax can help you make better business decisions with confidence at omnitrax.com platform. That's omnitrax.com platform. See our episode show notes for details. Ashim Bose holds a PhD in artificial intelligence, and he's been in the data analytics and AI space for most of his professional life. His career began at NASA as a member of the planning and scheduling team on the Hubble Space Telescope project. Now with Omnitrax, Ashim oversees the company's artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data analytics functions. Hi, Ashim, and welcome to the HTT Leadership Insights Podcast. Thanks, Jim. Great to be here. Before we get started, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you got interested in this field and how you came to your present position at Omnitrax? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, right from the get-go, I've been very interested in figuring out how things work. And um, initially, I went into engineering, um, but then got really interested about how brains work and, um, you know, the fact that we as humans process so much data through our sensory organs. And that led me into, you know, the field of AI, basically, trying to figure out how to make silicon brains mimic what human brains do, um, realizing that even if we could achieve, you know, a fraction of that intelligence, still be you know, huge in terms of the economic productivity. And uh, so, you know, I started my career, as you mentioned, at uh, uh, working for NASA on the Hubble Space Telescope, applying AI algorithms and so on. And since then, I've had a number of, um, you know, assignments across, you know, big and small companies. I've spent a fair amount of time in the automotive and transportation industry, and uh, Omnitrack seemed like um, the perfect company to join at this point in my career to uh, try to leverage my learnings in the trucking space. Well, I think most people probably aren't even aware of, of how much AI is in our lives these days. Can you just kind of shoot out some examples of where people might not suspect uh, artificial learning and artificial intelligence is at play in our daily, day-to-day -day lives? Yeah, so the field of AI covers a lot of different things, all the way from computer vision, being able to recognize objects, you know, humans do that pretty naturally, but for a computer to do that, there's a fair amount of algorithmic work that's needed. Uh, similarly with audio, text, uh, these are all things, you know, over time we learn to do naturally, but for computers, there is, you know, special training, uh, algorithmic work needed, not to mention processing power and storage and so on and so forth uh, for all the data. So, so when you think about day-to-day -day life, you know, we're all very familiar now with Siri and Alexa and, you know, there's a fair amount of, uh, you know, natural language processing, 
that needs to happen for Siri and Alexa to respond to our requests. Um, another example is our, you know, smart cameras where, you know, uh, which are leveraged in cars and trucks and so on. So, you know, my car beeps if I'm, you know, uh, too close to the car in front of me. Uh, you know, lane lane departure is another example where the car beeps. And these are things where, you know, computer vision uh, is in action, you know, working with the, the data that the car is collecting and so on and so forth. <laughs> so it's not uh, omnipresent yet, but it's uh, it's everywhere now. And now we're bringing all that uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning into the trucking industry, and we're embracing it in a in a really huge way. And Omnitrax, I guess, has been you know at one of the leaders in that field for years. They started out as a an in cab communications and tracking system, and now they're uh, a data-driven company for for all the years uh, that Omnitrax has been in the game, uh, we pretty much got along without all that data. Uh, <laughs> but now that we have access to it, we can't seem to get enough of it. How did our current thirst for data evolve? Do you think? Yeah, that's a great question, Jim. Uh, in terms of the um, thirst for data, thinking back, you know, decades ago. Uh, our workflows, our processes were more paper-based. Uh, we used to look at, you know, physical maps. We used to, you know, carry paperwork around, get signatures and so on. Um, over time, this has evolved into more of an electronic workflow. And the, the fact that we have phones and tablets, you know, next to us pretty much all the time, uh, has just accelerated this. You know, when I think about the next generation, when I think about how my kids are learning compared to how I learned in school and college, it's so different. It's all electronic. It's all on tablets. So so given all of that, there's been a huge push to start uh, leveraging the data that these devices are collecting, producing, and helping us consume. And that has basically seeped into the uh, trucking industry as well. So at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, safety, productivity, compliance, and using the electronics, the data to be able to make it consumable and make, you know, the, the lives of uh, the truckers, the drivers, and so on, easier, safer, and better. That's, that's why we're seeing this huge push, push for more more and more leverage of data in the trucking. And I guess the key word there is consumable. It's been said, I guess, you know, looking at some of the data that comes off of any given truck on a day is like trying to drink from a fire hose. So to make sense of all that, somebody has to separate the wheat from the chafe, as it were, um, and make some of that data usable in a, in a format that we can understand and uh, don't have to spend hours trying to sort out for ourselves. How does Omnitrax do that? How, how does it separate out what people need to know about versus what's good to know versus what we can ignore? Yeah, that's a really great question, which as data people, as data professionals, we always need to be, uh, you know, addressing. You know, there is data, some of which is good, some of which is bad, some of which is relevant, some of which isn't. And then there's the question of, can you get the data at the right time? If you're trying to produce a real-time alert, then getting the data a day later or a week later is not, no, not much good to you. 
So, so that is a constant battle. And the way we look at it is, you know, we have established a robust data platform, uh, you know, all the way from the edge to, you know, the cloud. So basically when I say edge, it means in the cab to, you know, the back, back office, the data centers and so on, which are now more and more in the cloud. So, so being able to have that infrastructure to uh, grab the data, where it can be processed right at the edge, do that, you know, where it needs to go to the cloud, do that as well in an accelerated manner, and then enrich it, enhance it uh, through AI machine learning models to be able to deliver value to the customer. You know, sometimes it's in real time, other times it's more, uh, you know, in terms of dashboards, reports, back office uh, coaching moments, and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So it's a combination of uh, many things, but at the end of the day, as you said, it permeates the whole workflow now, it, you know, all the way from the edge to the back office. Well, I'm sure um, one of your, not maybe your personal tasks, but uh, the tasks of somebody sorting out through all this data is producing trends. So companies and various people within the company can go, can go back and, and look at what's happened in a given year or some period of time. Uh, looking back at 2020, which was a pretty odd year, and uh, the first few weeks of this year are starting out interestingly, to say the least. Uh, can you tell us about any of the trends you might have seen uh, from sorting through that data that maybe give us some insights on uh, how the industry performed in the last uh, 12 to 14 months? Absolutely. So we have a number of key performance indicators that we track for the various segments within our industry, long haul, last mile, and then we subdivide that by, you know, the industries they're serving and so on and so forth. So as you noted, we have a lot of data, a lot of diversity in our customer base. We have very large fleets, we have very small fleets as well. So when we look at the trends, uh, one of the things that struck me the most was how the some of these industry KPIs like miles driven, uh, you know, month to month, how closely that um, reflects the, you know, performance of the economy, things like the GDP and some of the various publicly available indexes in terms of the economy. So, so that validates, you know, something that we all think about is how trucking is kind of the heartbeat of, you know, how the economy is doing. That has definitely been validated during these, um, during the last year or so. In terms of uh, some of the other things, uh, we definitely saw the impact of uh, COVID and the shutdowns right after. So if you think about February, March, 2020, we definitely saw, you know, things slowing down in terms of our KPIs that we monitor. And, um, we saw, you know, March and April in particular being tough months and then a slow recovery since then. But then, you know, we also saw a second slowdown later in the year as um, you know, the COVID started spreading even faster. Uh, but of course, some of that was uh, counterbalanced with, you know, holiday related uh, sport in, in activity, especially in last mile where, you know, a lot of the, the shipping was going on through e-commerce, you know, people weren't going into retail stores and so on. So the e-commerce sector was seeing a huge uh, spurt. 
in terms of uh, you know some of the other interesting trends, we saw a huge spurt in sporting goods shipments in May. Um, now this was you know I, I can hypothesize that after the shutdowns, the health clubs closed, and you know people were trying to figure out you know how to get exercise and getting a little tired of uh, working from home and schooling from home and so on. So they rushed out and started buying treadmills and you know bike machines and so on and so forth so you can see this huge sport in may but then things cooled off because you know people had the equipment or the supply chain was struggling to meet the demand and so things kind of normalized there another interesting example was in paper products where there was a huge sport uh, in march as people ran out to uh, you know buy more toilet paper paper towels uh, in anticipation of things shutting down so we definitely saw that yeah saw that. we all remember that one struggling to find toilet paper uh, i'll give you one more example which was around um you know alcohol uh shipments so you know we see a huge spurt in september and you know we can think about that okay so that's just when the schools are opening that's just when you know, people are starting to get a little tired of all the back and forth in terms of the election and so on and so forth. So the timing of that sport was was very interesting. Based yeah, on my own experience here uh, around September, the uh, liquor stores got awfully busy and uh, they were full of college students, university students coming back. So I wonder if that had uh, what was, if that was driving the spurt in sales. That's definitely another uh, good data point for sure. <laughs> personal observation didn't need ai for that one just get out to the store and have to spend all kinds of time waiting in line to get into the store yeah sometimes the data tells you something and the personal observations kind of validate that yeah yeah interesting uh, were there any unusual trends on the operational front in the last year or so one of the trends that we saw was um, that speeding seems to happen more during the holidays um and uh, it's probably because there's less traffic on the roads. It certainly causes some people to, um, you know, exceed their uh, set speed limits. And the other interesting thing we noticed around that was that um, while the speeding occurs with a very small percent of the drivers, you know, it's typically three and a half percent or less. It's usually the same drivers who are speeding over and over. So it's a small percent of the population. Obviously, it can cause problems, big problems, depending on what happens there. Omnitrax has a pretty broad customer base. You said earlier, big fleets, small fleets, everybody in between. And you're able to look at those large uh, swaths of data from across the industry. So uh, can you provide a few examples of how a deeper understanding of certain industry fundamentals has changed the way fleets do business? You know, I'm thinking in terms of the difference between the way we did business in the 80s and 90s to the way we do it now? Yeah, so so in terms of changing the way fleets do business, you know, obviously with the ELD mandate, you know, there's a lot more focus on the electronic, you know, capture of data, logs, workflows, and so on and so forth. So that brings, you know, a big shift. We talk about digital transformation, right? It's basically moving from manual paper-based processes and workflows to electronic workflows in, in some cases with a lot more automation. So we're definitely, you know, seeing that, we're making that available in our products. Um, we're definitely seeing more 
um, use of um, you know alerting uh, in the cab and also in the back office uh, when things are off track or are about to go off track. So um, here we obviously have to walk a fine balance between too many alerts and too little alerts and then focusing on just the right, you know, the right mix, if you will. Because if there are too many alerts, then people just tune them out. Tune them out, yeah. Ignore them. Um, you know, a good example here is, uh, you know, when COVID first hit, you know, we started to um, leverage uh, our customers' location data and, um, you know, also enrich it with um, Johns Hopkins data on COVID hotspots and Kaiser data on, you know, how the counties were dealing with these um, uh, flare-ups and we were able to provide value-added alerts, you know, um, both in the cab and the back office to make sure that our customers were uh, safe. So small example, but, um, you know, big impact. So you um, could actually see where the COVID hotspots were and alert fleets to maybe send drivers in with uh, all the PPE they need and take certain extra precautions? That's right. Wow. So basically, you know, do that. And also if they were going through, uh, going on their route through some hotspots, you know, they could uh, take the right precautions if they needed to make a make a stop, uh, be able to provide them with the right information in terms of what parking, what establishments were open and things like that. Just a reminder, we're speaking with Ashim Bose, Omnitrack's Chief Data and AI Officer. When we come back after the break, we'll discuss how fleets can make use of all that data. You can learn more about Omnitrax by clicking on the links in the podcast description or at Omnitrax.com. We'll be back with more from Ashim Bose right after this. As your business grows and you put more trucks on the road, more data flows in from across the map, driving new opportunities for increased efficiency or slowing things down with incomprehensible walls of information. Without solutions that effectively gather, analyze, and provide actionable data, those opportunities can quickly pass you by, along with your competition. Stay in the passing lane with a single source of fleet data for you and your teams, no matter where they may drive or office, all while providing a platform for faster, cloud-native applications, custom apps, and third-party integrations. Get access to operational, asset, and load data in real time with data and analytics solutions powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning. Develop strategies faster to keep your teams out of the weeds, your customers satisfied, and revenue flowing. See how Omnitrax can help you make better business decisions with confidence at Omnitrax.com platform. That's Omnitrax.com platform. See our episode show notes for details. We're back with Ashim Bose of Omnitrax. And Ashim, just before we took the break, I said we we're going to come back and talk about some of the challenges fleets face. So uh, what are the challenges that fleets face in making use of some of those uh, vast amounts of data that are coming off the truck and are readily available to them now? There are a number of challenges. Um, the first one, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, there's a lot of data coming out now. And um, in a lot of situations, you know, uh, there's too much data, not enough actionable insights. And uh, so that is a constant battle 
uh, we fight in terms of making sure we get access to the right data at the right time, provide the right insights, but at the same time, not, not overwhelm, you know, the end user with insights because if, you know, push too much of that out, then, you know, it's just not consumable. So I guess the key word to use here is consumable insights. Quality of the data, we touched upon that as well. So, you know, garbage in, garbage out. So, you know, if the data is bad, you know, no amount of fancy AI ML is going to be able to uh, sort through that. Um, so being able to keep an eye on that, you know, clean the data if possible and uh, run the uh, the models on the clean data. That's always um, something we keep an eye on. Um, the the fact that um, you know we have all these um, data elements and a lot of these insights. The you know a lot of times what our customers tell us is, you know, we got to keep working on the exception handling piece. You know, when something goes off track, whether it's you know. Uh, a piece in the workflow or, you know, a piece of uh, GPS information or so on, if it's, if it's inaccurate, it causes a lot of manual effort on the, in the back office. So being able to handle that more effectively uh, is definitely, um, you know, a continuing battle, a continuing challenge, um, continuing to automate, but also making sure we're not overwhelming the back office with too much of this. Last but not least, I would say that uh, understandable and useful user experience is uh, always um, a challenge. You know, you can produce a lot of insights, you can dial it down to make it consumable, but in terms of you know user experience, you know it's got to be consistent, look and feel, and it's got to be you know based on a single source of truth. A simplicity of design, you know, too much clutter can be a problem in terms of usage. And last but not least, the gamification aspect to drive adoption, you know, especially with the younger generations. They're so used to, um, you know, playing games on their phones, tablets, Xboxes, and so on and so forth. As they, you know, start entering the workforce, they're going to be looking for their work environment to be similar in some ways to their home environment. And the fact that we can provide that type of gamification user experience, even with work-related items, would definitely accelerate the adoption. Can you explain how all this gathered intelligence comes down to an understandable and useful user experience? I mean, do you actually go in and type in questions that you want to ask this computer? Or does it display somehow for everybody on a dashboard that, you know, they're comfortable with, can get comfortable with. I know I'm sounding old here, but uh, that's just the fact. Yeah, you know, this is a very evolving space. So, you know, there is what's happening today. And as you said, there are different levels of, you know, usage, adoption. Uh, some people are doing the bare minimum. Others are, you know, asking for more. So there are different levels for sure. And, um, you know, some of this is also futuristic. So I'm not saying that all of this exists today. Some of this we're working on and will come out later. But, um, you know, in terms of um, how it impacts, you know, we're trying to keep things really simple, you know, in terms of um, 
uh, the devices in the cab, you know, the user experience, um, the consistency, um, and the and the data, so that um, people don't feel overwhelmed. Um, and um, you know, in turn, in, in some cases, it's uh, you know as simple as uh, just a red light, green light type of situation. Um, so so we run the gamut, you know, in terms of safety, just uh, having that green light, red light type of situation to other scenarios where, you know, it's more of a display and it's uh, showing you in very simple terms, you know, what happens next and, you know, in terms of the workflow and, you know, what button to push to, you know, complete the workflow and so on and so forth. So, it, you know, I would not say that there's a silver bullet here. This is, and this is why it's one of the challenges. And, um, you know, we continue to work on it from a user experience and a data and an AI perspective. And I guess it's one of Omnitrax's challenges or obligations, I suppose, helping customers integrate all this technology into their operations. As I said, you know, an old guy like me who has difficulty with this probably wouldn't see a natural in where I could pull this in and make use of it in my business. So how do you go about coaxing and coaching your customers to uh, to understand and make use of all this technology. Yeah, and there we work with the the fleets. You know, the fleet managers, the, the leaders for uh, safety, compliance, uh, operations, and so on and so forth. Because um, you know, a lot of the customers have very sophisticated training, coaching programs, and um, um, and we feed into that. You know, in terms of the reporting, the, the alerting, um, the dashboards, etc. So, uh, in a lot of cases, we you know listen to our customers. We you know provide them with what they're asking for. Also, recognizing that uh, you know most customers have a multi-vendor environment. It's not you know. It's not just one vendor. They have, you know, a TMS system, an HR system. You know, some, you know, some even have a coaching system, and so on and so forth. So, so given that, you know, uh, multi-vendor scenario, we want to do the right thing for our customers to uh, to make sure that they're able to incorporate and integrate whatever we're doing into their uh, corporate, you know, setup. It's not definitely not a one size fits all. So we have to be mindful of that. There's clearly a great deal of insight fleets can pull from the data they produce, and Omnitrax is helping to open those doors. We've been speaking with Ashim Bose, Omnitrax Chief Data and AI Officer. Ashim, thanks for sharing those insights with our listeners. Thanks, Jim. Enjoyed it. Looking forward to the next uh, version. Thanks again to our sponsor, Omnitrax. Keep your operations functional by giving drivers, leadership, and other back office teams real-time access to a single source of truth, cloud-native apps, and open APIs for third-party and custom app integrations. Data and analytics solutions powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning can help you make better business decisions with confidence. Discover how Omnitrax can help you develop and execute on strategy, provide better customer service, and increase revenue at Omnitrax.com slash platform. That's Omnitrax.com slash platform. See our episode show notes for details. 
In the next episode of this Omnitrack series on HDT's Leadership Insights, we'll find out how data analytics can help make fleets safer. In the third episode, we'll talk about how fleets can tap into their data to improve efficiency and productivity. You can learn more about Omnitrack's fleet management solutions at omnitracks.com. We have a link in the podcast description that'll take you right to the website. HDT Leadership Insights is a production of Bobbitt Business Media.